Hello, and welcome to the PPR Plus Podcast, your new home for talks about fantasy football players, picks, rankings, plus more. We'll be the three hosts for this podcast, starting with me. Hello, my name's Rob. How's everybody doing? This is Dan. What's going on, fantasy football podcast listeners? This is Raspoli. Uh, three of us are longtime friends and longtime fantasy football players who enjoy playing the game of fantasy football and talking about it. Our goal for this podcast was just for us to be able to talk about fantasy football to others who also enjoy it as much as we do, hopefully share some of the knowledge and experience we picked up along the many years of playing, if we have any. So sit back and enjoy the discussions on this episode of the PPR Plus Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody. Today, Today's topic, we're going to jump into wide receivers. Last episode, we spent some time on running backs going through where the three of us had them ranked. So we'll we'll dive in today to the top 30 wide receivers and then a few key names outside of that that we think might be sleepers or guys that we're, we're keeping an eye on. Um, you know, a lot of leagues are using at least three three receivers and flex positions. So we want to make sure we get to those top 30. So with that, uh, I'll kick it off with my top, top 10. So Consensus number one, I think, across the board, you'll find Cooper Cup. Uh, that no-brainer there, league winner last year, wherever you drafted him. Two, I've got Justin Jefferson. He's just a, a really good wide receiver and a team that's going to throw more, so looking forward to, to seeing that. Third, Devontae Adams, I think, getting back with his college quarterback, new team, new system, I, I think he'll get a, a lot of work there. I, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, you know, the, the type of offense that they, they can establish there. Fourth, Jamar Chase. Uh, that chemistry with Joe Burrow is just going to keep getting better. Fifth, Tyreek Hill. I know people are kind of low on him with Tua. I really think he's going to shine. You don't give up as much as they did and give that big of a contract without making him a focal point of the offense. So I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how that plays out in Miami. Uh, sixth, I've got CeeDee Lamb. Cowboys number one now. Uh, undisputed number one there. Uh, seventh, Debo Samuel. If they use him like a running back like they did last year, I, I think the upside is huge there. Uh, eighth, Mike Evans. Tom Brady being back is really the, the main driver there. Uh, ninth, Stefan Diggs. I have him a little lower than some people may. I, I think Gabriel Davis is a real threat for targets this year. Um, and then 10th, Keenan Allen. So Keenan Allen has just been always a target hog, especially in the PPR league. Uh, always going to get to see the points there. All right, so that was my top 10. I'm going to pass it over to Rob now to give us uh, his top 10. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's very similar to the top. Cooper Cup at one. Uh, like you said, you know, league winner. It's just an all-around stud. I got Jefferson as two as well. Down at three, this is where we start getting a little different. I go Jamar Chase, uh, the Joe Burrow connection with him, just real good. At four, I got Debo Samuel. Guy's just a monster out there, and they want him to touch the ball. Uh, five, I got Stephon Diggs. I agree, Gabriel Davis is uh, you know going to get some more targets. I just think they're going to throw a lot. Uh, six, I got C.D. Lamb. Amari Cooper left. That's 100-plus targets. That got to go somewhere. Uh, seven, I got Mike Evans, like Tom Brady, Really good quarterback. Mike Evans, really good wide receiver. I don't really got to say much more than that. Now, down at eight, I got Devontae Adams. I have some concerns about how spread out that offense is going to be, but I can't deny the talent, so he's still a wide receiver one for me, just on the lower end. Nine, I got Deontay Johnson. I love the talent. I'm very interested to see in the offense with a quarterback who is actually capable of throwing past the line of scrimmage. And at 10, I got Tyreek Hill. I feel weird not ranking Tyreek Hill in the top 10, even though I'm not as thrilled as I usually would be about him with the offense he's going to, but he's still such a talented player. I'd still feel like he's a uh, top 10. Spoli, where are you rolling on some of these? All right. I'm a uh, pretty standard. I kind of mix between the two of you. I don't really have any bold takes on this one. Cooper Cup at one, uh, Justin Jefferson at two. Uh, I got Jamar Chase at three, and that's kind of my tier break for the top three. But right behind him, I know you were a little bit lower on Adams. I can't 
put Adams outside my top five, and I got him at four. Here I have Stefan Diggs at five. Again, Gabriel Davis being a thing, but I got Josh Allen as my number one quarterback for a reason. There's plenty to go around there, and he is still the alpha. You got Debo Samuel at seven, the dual threat at receiver. Even if that slows down a little bit in his running game, I think he's still, again, the alpha. Uh, Mike Evans does it every year. He's Mr. 1000. Keenan Allen at eight, probably a little bit higher on him, but uh, Justin Herbert is moving up in my rankings as well. So I got Tyreek Hill at nine, and... Probably the lowest out of the three of us, C.D. Lamb at 10. Coming weird, A little weird coming from a Cowboys fan. but Yeah, I mean, the Chargers fan is the only one who hasn't mentioned Keenan Allen yet. So, you know. That's fair. Apparently we're just haters over here. Nah, Keenan Allen's close. But uh, so it looks like looking at these guys, some the names that some of us are different on, Devontae Adams, I'm a little different on. Uh, Dan, you seem to be a little different on Stephon Diggs and Tyreek Hill. And then Rispoli, you seem to be a little different on C.D. Lamb, I believe it was. You still, Dan, you had him ranked still fairly Yeah, I, I, I was with you. You had him at sixth. I had him yeah, at sixth yeah. as well. So yeah. I guess those are the names we'll probably have to, we'll probably spend the most time talking about right now. Uh, I'll start defending my Devontae Adams take. Yeah, he's really good. I know that. I think a lot of his value, though, came from the insane target share he got over in Green Bay. And while I do think he's still, again, I still have him as a number one, but I think with the existence of Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller, plus if you listen to our previous podcast, how I think that's going to be a run-first offense, I think there's just less overall targets going to him. So he's going to have to produce. Now, he he is, does have the talent to be able to produce them at a higher rate because they might be better targets, but I definitely do think Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller will get a good percentage of targets. Obviously, uh, Adams will still be the leader. That's just my only hesitance, and that's why I have him at eight rather than you know four. So yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with, with some of those points on Devontae Adams. I think for me, I, I side with Rispoli on this one. He, he's just that good. You know, I think he obviously a lot of it came from having Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback, which is incredible, but there's something to be said for that college quarterback connection. And going back to a guy like Derek Carr, he's happy about it. I mean, he's got to learn a new offense. And I, I don't think you bring him over there you know, to cut his target significantly. I think the target's going to be there. Obviously, they may not be as high in value, but he's going to get all the red zone work. I mean, he's going to have everything he can handle. And I think having guys like Waller and Hunter Renfro actually benefits him in the long run. Takes pressure off him. I mean, in Green Bay, he was the only game in town. And, you know, it worked out because... Aaron Rodgers is still throwing the ball, and you have Aaron Rodgers throwing your ball, so it's a whole different, it's a whole different ball game, so to speak, right? So I don't know. That's just that's where I stand on, on the situation. I think he's still going to be a stud no matter where he is. Yeah, I mean, for for Devonte Adams, for me, it's I think he's the best real life receiver right now, and put him in a situation where there's going to be less double coverages, less straight defenses looking at him and only him. I think his efficiency will still be there, and with Derek Carr being the friendship uh, level between the two of them. That's that's why I still have him in the top five. Yeah, again, the wide receiver as opposed to running back, there's a lot more good wide receivers than there are running back. So I feel like yeah. even being slightly low on Devonta Adams, he's still super good, and he's still going to put up good fantasy numbers. I mean, at the end of the day, no matter we, we, we all three of us have him ranked as a wide receiver one. So yeah. like, you're happy to have him as your top receiver on your team. Like, you're not going oh man you know yeah yeah maybe you prefer a different guy but you can't be upset if he's your if he's your yeah i mean in drafts with you guys i'm unlikely to get Devontae adams but if that means i get stefan diggs instead or cd lamb i'm okay probably no complaints yeah 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 i mean you 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 take realistically anybody in this top tier you're okay with i mean i don't there's really no but a couple of question marks maybe around like 
I mean, we can kind of use this as a segue into a guy like Tyree Kill going into right. a completely different situation. You know, obviously coming from a deep ball quarterback that was he's potentially on a trajectory that could be maybe one of the greatest like stack statistical quarterbacks and maybe you know best quarterbacks ever. You know, I mean, yeah, into a guy like two attack by low throwing the ball. I mean, who who knows, right? But the the upside is still there because I mean, he's he was part of that tandem, right? So it, you can't discount the speed. You can't discount that that kind of stuff going on too. So, but other than that, I mean, the guys we've, we've listed, I don't really see too many, you know, Oh man, like you're not, you don't, you feel pretty good if you get any of these guys. Yeah. My biggest concern on Hill that you mentioned is that we are banking on something from Tua Tua. that we have not seen from Tua in an offense. That's also loaded with other speedsters like Jalen Waddle and, you know, Mike Kosicki for a tight end who is an athletic tight end. But if like, we know what he can do in a pass-heavy offense that the Chiefs employ, but he's rolling into an offense that's going to be run by somebody who came out of the you know 49ers tree. I'm a big Tua guy as well. I just I don't think it's all because of Tyreek Hill. I think there's a lot of talent in that offense, and I think there's less volume to go around in that offense. That's my only knock. He's that's not going to get the volume. He definitely is not going to get the volume he did in Kansas City. A lot less of the deep ball prayers, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, if you look at, Jalen Waddle kind of, uh, I mean, they have a legit number two receiver, you know, something Correct. I don't think Kansas City ever did. I mean, they had Kelsey, well, they had but, Kelsey. but Miami has Jusicki, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's not, he's not, he's not Travis Kelsey, but like, he's been a pretty solid, you know, tight end, even for fantasy purposes from time to time, you know? So I, I don't, I don't think it's like, it's a big drop off, but they've got enough weapons, like you're saying. So I, I agree. Plus to spread the Tyree Hill. <laughs> That's why we have him all the way down at nine and ten, where you have him all the way up at what? Oh yeah, five. Huge changes here. We're really uh, but, uh, moving the needle. And <laughs> then, like for Stephon Diggs, you know, I'll 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 do the top five argument. Uh, he's really good. Josh Allen, really good. Really good plus really good equals good wide good fantasy points. It was a really good tandem. I feel like, and I know you. I mean, really, we don't even need to hang on this one because your Gabriel Davis comment is enough. Like you, you're just higher on Davis, and you think he'll get. Enough to make Diggs a low end. Right, like I exactly. Feel, exactly. You, you feel about Diggs one. what I feel about Devonta Adams. Right. I feel like the other guys are going to cut in. Right, and it, at the, like I said, at the end of the day, they're wide receiver ones. Like, yeah. if I if I was able to get on my board the ninth best wide receiver as my top wide receiver, like boohoo. I, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh man, I didn't get one of my. I mean, maybe I went running back heavy, and now I'm like, okay, or whatever, or if. If I can grab him like late in the second round as my as my top receiver, I'm fine, you know. But it just is what it is. You sort of just got to play it by ear. I think yeah, I mean, it's always... they're all good guys. Wide receivers are always a little weird because yeah. it's a, it's especially one of the ones where you almost have to hope you're getting the volume because production is going to be is even less is more shaky with wide receivers week to week than running backs because at least with running backs, they're getting 15 touches a game. Yeah. Wide receiver, not necessarily. There's only some guys who are going to get their 10 touches. No, for sure. But uh, anybody else have anything else in the top 10 before we move on? I mean, only for me to piggyback off the same thing with C.D. Yeah, Lamb. Yeah. It's oh, just, yeah, C.D. Lamb. I forgot you. Uh, you if I, if I really go running back, running back, and then get stuck with C.D. Lamb as my number one receiver, I'm really not going to cry about it. You're not going to f- retire from the league? I'm not going to retire from the league, no. Wait, you mean you got the first pick in the draft by Maybe. random order? Maybe one day you'll get that story out of yeah, this that's, podcast. That's, that's an inside joke. That's that's a February March podcast. Ah, uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, continue. 
Sorry to interrupt your CD Lamb talk. Uh, I mean, just you guys had him at six. I have him at 10. If it works out that, oh no, I have to watch the Cowboys' number one receiver and root for him to score points, even though I have him at 10, I'm going to be real disappointed about it. Devastating. That was sarcastic. Well, that's, that's kind of a good segue, you know. I can kind of jump into our, you know, 11 through 20 now. So this is this would be, you know, in a 10-team league, your, your wide receiver twos, uh, 12-team league. A couple of these guys would be, you know, in the wide receiver one category. Uh, so for me, uh, I'll go through real quick. So 11, I've got Michael Pittman. I think, uh, you know, he's got a better quarterback. Carson Wentz was more of a kind of spread it around, and he didn't really have a great season. But uh, I think Michael Pittman's got a really good year. 12, uh, Terry McLaurin. Same same situation. It's funny that one, the upgraded quarterback in Indy is still the, the Wentz is still an upgrade on what they had in DC. So it's just only improvement there. Uh, DJ Moore just got Baker Mayfield as quarterback. DJ Moore is uh, definitely definitely on the upswing. Uh, better quarterback than I think he's seen in his entire his entire career. So and he was already a really good receiver. You know, with Sam Darnold and Cam Newton throwing the ball. Uh, T Higgins, another guy. Joe Burrow is going to get both uh, Chase and Higgins, their, their points. I have Amari Cooper at 15. That's pending, obviously, the outcome of the, of the Deshaun Watson situation. Yeah, I mean, right now you're just assuming he's playing, so right. 15 based, is... Based based yeah. on the assumption that, you know, hey, as of right now, he's not suspended. I think that the Browns are going to... And being an avid Browns fan, I think that now that we have a guy who's been proven to be the guy at quarterback, they're going to be throwing it out, airing it out a lot more. Um, 16, Marquise Brown... I think with with D Hop suspended for a while, he's going to be a prime candidate to, to absolutely explode out of the gates. Uh, Brandon Cooks, seventeen. He's on a bad team with a really young quarterback, but he always puts up points, so can't really put him much farther down than this. Uh, Jerry Judy, I have at eighteen. Uh, Russell Wilson's gonna he, that's going to be his title locket, I think. So I think that's a good spot for him. AJ Brown at nineteen, new quarterback, new team, but a run first offense. I don't know how I feel about that. So. Uh, still got him in that wide receiver two category. And then 20, Jalen Waddell. So some people might have him a little higher. He's going to be the possession guy in Miami. Um, I, I still think they're going to they're gonna force feed Tyree Kill a bunch. But that's my top 20. So, Rob, if you want to jump in and give us your, your 11 through 20. Yeah, 20, 11 through 20 is about to get wild. Because I, I was saying this when I was ranking them. Like, they're guys from 11 through, like, 25 to 30 i was like almost comfortable with interchangeably so it was really picking threads with a lot of these guys so my top 20s or my middle 10 years probably is a little different than yours at 11 keenan allen you know keeping up the trend that two-thirds of this podcast is doing with uh ranking their uh team's top wide receiver the lowest dan obviously you know you're very high on your team's wide receiver you're you know breaking the mold and i, I respect that uh number 12 i got t higgins i like that offense. I like Joe Burrow. Uh, D. Higgins is a talented wide receiver. I think they throw it enough with that improved offensive line to justify him being in the top 15. Uh, 13, DJ Moore. He's really good, and he's playing with the best quarterback he has. Dan, you said enough there. 14, uh, Michael Pittman Jr. I agree with you that Matt Ryan is going to be very good for Michael Pittman Jr. in that offense. Uh, 15, Terry McLaurin. I agree with your Terry McLaurin takes as well that, you know, I think Carson Wentz is going to be able to actually hit him in stride, unlike all the other quarterbacks I had to watch miss him by 15 yards. At least some of those throws he'll be able to hit him in stride compared to Taylor Heineke. Yeah. This is being really squeaky. I apologize for my squeaky headphones for some reason. At 16, I got A.J. Brown. Uh, He's really good, and he's going to a team that he went to college with the quarterback of. And that is, you know, something to be said. They traded 
or they went out and got him. I think he's a talented player. I think he's the number one in that offense now. What's up? Didn't he go to Ole Miss? He played with Hurts somewhere, though. Did he? Yeah, they're like friends. I don't know. Because I know I know A.J. Brown went to Ole Miss. He went to Ole Miss. For some reason, like, he... You said that to me yesterday. I... I don't pay enough attention to where people go to college. Well, no, because Jalen Hurts, they're like at least really good friends. They're, they are very good friends. That's what I'm seeing. At minimum, very good friends. Like they, they were like, he was like super excited. Uh, so uh, update fact checked on the AJ Brown thing. Not, did not go to college together. They are really good friends. And uh, that I, st- I still stand by that. He's good. 17, I got Jalen Waddell. I, he's very talented. I, I believe the offense over there is going to take strides this year, and Jalen Waddle's just very talented. 18, I got Mike Williams. Uh, the Chargers are an explosive offensive team, and I think getting shares of the Chargers' top players that are going to be on the field a lot is probably going to be a good fantasy decision for the, you this year. Uh, 19, Brandon Cooks. He's really good. He always produces, and somebody has to catch the football over there. And then at 20, the, obviously this one is uh, subject to change, but depending on how much time he's going to miss, I'm grabbing Chris Godwin as early as I can get him because he's just such a good wide receiver and that offense is going to move with Brady back. Now, obviously, depending on how much time he misses, you might want to look into also grabbing Russell Gage as a handcuff option. Yep, definitely. Because, you know, he'll be the number two in the offense any time that Godwin misses. And and less Gronk. Yeah, no. More targets. Exactly. Uh, So, Spoli, round out our top 20 here. All right. Um... I'm a little bit different on a couple of these guys, so this should be interesting. I got A.J. Brown at 11, definitely with the friendship factor for me, and he's just a really good receiver. I just I can't leave him outside the top 15. D.J. Moore, with the, new, uh, with the news of Baker Mayfield, I moved him a whole one spot from 13 to 12. Again, another really good receiver, just doesn't catch touchdowns, and this year I think that's going to change with Mayfield. Uh, 13, I have Deontay Johnson, PPR machine, and now he has a quarterback that can throw the ball more than five yards. That's always good. 14, the highest on this guy, and I'm going to have a lot of him. It sounds like Mike Williams is because, again, I said with Keenan Allen, I'm a big Justin Herbert guy this year, and those are the top two targets, and I don't think it's even close. 15, I got T. Higgins. Eckler is somewhat close as a top target. That's fair. I'm talking about receivers, but that's fair enough. No, I It's a good point, though. 15, I got T. Higgins. Again, Super Bowl. Uh, all right, so 15, I have T. Higgins. Super Bowl. Uh, why can't I come up with the word? I didn't even get the... Runner-up? Yeah, it's Super Bowl what? team? What, what am I made, trying to say? A Super Bowl run with the Bengals? He was a part I was of just a, talking about the, the Bengals. Caught a yeah. Super Bowl touchdown? Yeah, he was on, he was, Two. They were the Super Bowl runner-up. Sure. Super Bowl. Uh! I keep trying to say like contender, but like that's not the word because they were there. They are still they a contender were, this con- year. They though. were contending for sure. They definitely contended. 15, I have T. Higgins. Very good team as well. Joe Burrow's going to be throwing the ball a lot. And uh, he goes up there and gets it. Terry McLaurin at 16. He just got paid. 17, Jalen Waddell. 18, I'm a little bit lower than you, Dan, on this one. Michael Pittman. See the talent, but I feel like you're going to be drafting him at his absolute peak. I'm just not quite as high on him there. 19, I have DK Metcalf. Big uh, downgrade at quarterback from uh, from Russell Wilson to either Drew Locke or Geno Smith. But the talent is just too much for me to keep him outside the top 20. And at number 20, I have Cortland Sutton, who is a little bit different than than you there. I think uh, he's going to be the highest beneficiary of uh, of the new quarterback with Russell Wilson over Judy. Yeah, it looks like we got 
this is a bit of a spoiler. It looks like we got three different takes on how the wide receiver situation is going to shake out over there with you guys being very high on one and me just kind of being in the middle on both of them. Yeah, I've got Cortland Sutton <laughs> in my 30s. Yeah, I do as well, and I have Jerry Judy in my late 20s because I don't know which one's going to jump. It wouldn't surprise me if one of them jumps. You know, you're banking on Sutton, Sutton you're banking on... If you can't, I, I am pointing at them. I apologize. Audio <laughs> medium, I can't really tell. But uh, you're banking on Judy. But it's it's one of those situations where I might just not want to be the one making the decision there. And that might come to bite me in the end. But I think there's t- other talent to be grabbed still. Yeah, I mean, I can see both of them sliding in drafts, you know, and, and becoming a situation. Put it this way. If, if I had a choice between any of those guys in that area on my board, my rankings, I'd probably go in a different direction. Like, I don't feel strongly enough about Judy. You know, if the op- if I had options at the time, you know, maybe a guy, uh, the next name or two, like A.J. Brown, Jalen Waddle, the two guys I have after him, you know, I, I may jump over him. You know, I-, I have him ranked there because I think that's where he'll be. But it- depending on how the preseason, uh, you know, pans out, training camp, that kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. it-, it may be a situation where I feel more confident because at the end of the day, you know, what do they say about fantasy football, right? You got to minimize your risk. So if you're feeling like that pick is risky, even though you bet, you think that, you know, if you're not as confident in what you're projecting, you got to go with, with what you're more confident in at the end of the day. So that's, that's, that's where I stand on that one. I agree with you there. And there's going to be a lot of, a lot more news in the next, what is this? Right. The beginning to middle of July. I mean, yeah, we got a lot of time to see time. training camp starts in a couple of weeks. So we got a lot of time to see who, uh, social media and the media in general, deems as russell wilson's top guy it's whoever he follows on instagram first that's how that's how the thing that's how it works now right if you follow somebody on instagram you unfollow them you hate them either that or if they're having breakfast together he's going to be the best receiver yeah oh okay i want i want to kind of switch gears you know we had kind of talked about aj brown i have him at the bottom of my top 20 uh Rishpool, you had him at i think 11. i got him at 11 yeah. i have him in the middle i have him like 16 so you know, one of the th- part of the reason that I have kind of like lower than you guys, you know, there, there's some, been some reports from, you know, Eagles beat writers um, talking about the offensive coordinator. It's going to be the same Steve, Steve, I can't say his name, Shane Steichen. Yeah. Former Charger coordinator. Yeah. He's former he's Charger. Great. Plays. So I did not say that. <laughs> so just just some stats for you. Right. Philly actually had a league low 45 percent pass rate over the season's final nine, final nine weeks. So. They also ran the ball on 67% of their plays when they were leading in the second half of the season. So they are definitely going to be, I believe, in the top five run-heavy teams. And I just think that they are going to gear to Jalen Hurts' strengths, which are, you know, read option, run the ball, quick, short passes. I know A.J. Brown has done a lot of damage on some of those short passes in his career. And, and again, he's he's a wide receiver, too. For me, he's a wide receiver, too, for you guys. Well, again, in the 12-team league, you would, you would put him in wide receiver one, uh, Rispoli, but... I don't know. I just, I can't put them much higher. I just don't, I got to see it. This is one of those things I got to see to believe, you know, that they're, because we didn't see Hertz really do it, right? When he was throwing, he was throwing a Dallas Goddard. That was it. And the rest of those Smith had a throwing. solid season. Yeah. And well, that's a, even more of a point. You know, there's other, there's other guys there. So it's, it's tough. It's for me, for me, it's one of those I got to see it to believe it things. My counterpoint to that would be I would love to see how different those, rushing stats are for the first half of last year for Tennessee to see how much they ran the ball with Henry versus throwing the ball and his effectiveness there. Also, uh, I might've missed it. Is Jason Kelsey still there or did he retire finally? That's a center, right? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying that changes 
I mean, he's one of the best run blocking centers in the league. You know, he can if if he did retire, that definitely does take a hit to their possible their run blocking. This is why we listen to Rob because nope, lied to you. Okay, he signed, I, he signed I knew he year. was very close. He signed a one year contract. Yeah, that was one of those late. March. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna March. say it was one of those later signings. I know he was considering it. But if he's still there, then they're gonna they're running. Yeah, he he finished the season last season with an eighty four and a half Pro Football Focus grade, uh, which was fourth in the league. Yeah, no, he's very he's very good so at he's, uh, especially run blocking. Those Kelsey kids, there. But um, yeah, I mean, I I agree with to, I'm 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 between the two of you. I I think you know to to quote a couple of you guys earlier on your Devonte Adams love, uh, you don't give up what they gave up to not use the guy so yeah what was it four four years 25 million a yeah, year yeah and they, they traded uh i think it was the first right yeah, yeah it was, it was it yeah was a, so i mean that that is definitely a lot to give up to not use uh and i think he'll definitely be i think he'll get some touchdown equity and i think that'll help buoy him a little bit i do agree though that the He's probably not going to win you with yardage overall, but I think he'll get receptions and touchdowns. Yeah, they uh, they traded the number eighteen overall pick, which I believe ended up being Traylon Burks, and then um, yeah, they they, they did draft a replacement and a, and a third round pick. Yeah, and then they gave him a massive contract. But yeah, no, I, I again, I'm I'm very much Switzerland here between you two. I kind of see both sides of the argument, which is why I have him at sixteen as opposed to eleven or twenty. But you know, like we've been saying, we we just still do deem him as a wide receiver too overall um i had a thought and i forgot it was that thought mike williams am i gonna have to defend this one too i wasn't gonna say defend i think it was actually gonna be uh it was either mike williams or michael Pittman. Ooh, either me or dan choose one probably gonna be both i think it was gonna be williams i think it was just gonna make a comment about uh no no i'm sorry i remember it now so uh you know while we're still on the brown subject here uh you might be thinking i'm pivoting to amari cooper but i'm not marquise brown that's pretty high huh Wow, you threw me there. <laughs> Intentionally. That was that was the plan. I, I got a little excited. I uh yeah, no, he was a weird ranking for me. I mean, I'll I'll get it out of the way right now. I have him at 24. He's just a very weird ranking because after week 6, I do think you're getting a different player. Like a very different player because DeAndre Hopkins is back. Yeah, I think that's it's just so tough to gauge, right? I think that's another situation where a guy is going back to playing with his college yeah. quarterback. Uh-huh. I think the chemistry's there and I think this is the year that, that D-Hop kind of like falters or just starts falling off. You know, I just think, you know, he was really banged up last year. You know, I, I know there was at least one league where I was thrilled to get him at the end of, I had the first pick in a in a 12-team league. I got him at pick 24 thinking I got a stud wide receiver one and it did not work out that way. And, you know, and now he's going to be suspended. I mean, obviously he'll, well, I can't say obviously, but he should come back healthy, but if Marquise Brown really shows the connection with, with, with Kyler Murray at the beginning of the season, I, I don't think they're going to mess with something that's working. You know, I think D-Hop becomes, you know, obviously a great red zone presence for them, but I, I think that Marquise Brown's going to be a stud. That's fair. I, I, he's definitely going to be good. I And definitely top 20 the first, you know, six weeks or whatever. I just, I think DeAndre Hopkins is too much of a target chair that's going to, it's going to eat away at, what he his volume whatever Marquise Brown's volume is in the end I just think that you're you're getting a big play dependent receiver there because he got you know contrary to popular belief he got a lot of volume in uh Baltimore you know he was getting eight catches a game he did I had him the last two years uh, I don't necessarily think that's what you're going to get out of him this year you're going to get more Christian Kirk numbers where like he'll catch three or four for like 
80 and a touchdown, which, you know, still very good numbers every week. But at least, again, that's just my thoughts on it. Yeah, I'm not going so bold as to uh, to shoot my shot on the DeAndre Hopkins uh, downslide. But you're going to get a top 15 receiver in the in the first six weeks, and then we'll see. It's... Yeah, I agree. And there's also, you know, we were talking about it the other day off air, but Kyler Murray kind of hasn't put together a full season yet of just like consistent good quarterbacking play. Yeah, what did we what did we say? He's he's new Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's new Russell Wilson. Just kind of falls off in the second half. Yeah, he he starts like last year. He looked like a league winner. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it was like, all right, he's then like he got a little hurt, and then he was just like not able to do anything. I mean, obviously D Hop went down last year, which definitely plays into it a bit. And now bringing in another weapon in Marquise Brown should only help. But that's the thing. It's it's tough to be too negative, though, on a lot of these wide receivers. Because, like, I'm even trying to find points as to why the gap between my ranking and your ranking is so much. But, like, you're also making really good points. Yeah. I, I We're going to see uh, Marquise Brown at 21 for me. So, like, really, how far down can I go? Like, it's... There is a player, though, that uh, two of us have mentioned, and Dan has not mentioned, that... Uh... I'm excited to bring up soon. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna talk about him in his th- in his twenties. We actually have him in oh, three baby. different tiers. Yeah, I said him in the first ten. You had him in the second ten. Is he in my third ten? The world may never know. For another twenty minutes. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about Mike Williams at all, Rispoli? I mean, I feel like you said a lot in in those few words you said, just because we all kind of agree that the Chargers offense is good. Yeah, Chargers offense is good. He's going to be the clear number two for me in targets. I understand Eckler's going to get a lot of his targets, but... Yeah, he'll still be the two in targets. I agree with that. I know they got a new tight end. Help me out with this one, Rob. Gerald Everett. Ger- Gerald Everett. And uh, I don't think off the top of my head I can name their number three receiver, let alone their four. Uh, it'll likely be Joshua Palmer, who's a rookie last year, who... Played pretty well when he was relied upon, and he's been looking good. And then I, they have uh, Jalen Guyton as well. He's their speedster. I remember Guyton, yes. Uh, he's just going to be the clear two for me in an, in an offense that I think is going to go crazy this year. Yeah, I mean, they, he's the, they call him the X receiver in that Saints-style offense that Drew Brees ran. They, they focus him a lot. Yep. You know, uh, almost every play that the Chargers run, even if it's a run play, Justin Herbert had to check that if he saw Mike Williams in a single coverage that he liked— he can audible to a uh, uh, fly. thing where you, yeah, like a fly, fly or go. a fade or a go. <laughs> Seam. Yeah, so something like, where Mike Williams go deep. Yeah, like he he had the option to audible into a Mike Williams one on one route if he felt he was on an island. Is it optional to cover him? Because I mean, I'm not bitter about the Browns' Week Five loss when we you know didn't cover him multiple times. I'm not gonna lie. I think he catches the ball better when he's covered and making some ridiculous six feet high jumping catch. Coming down like he's going to break himself. He usually does break himself too, which is sadly true. But I he's a very talented player. I'm not a bitter I'm not a bitter Browns fan. I'm not. Doesn't sound like it. No. Uh any other names that I feel like we need to talk about? Just bring him up. Say his name. I was gonna wait. Oh, I want to. I want to hear you say his name and what ridiculous number you have next to him. So why don't you lead us off with your twenty one? Forty fifth. No. All right, I'll jump into my 21 to 30. So uh, 21, DK Metcalf, you know, I think he was brought up before. The quarterback room is scary. Yeah, that's that's one that's just rough because the receiver is so talented. So but good. just I cannot for sure believe they get him the ball. He's an option for me in the one keeper in the keeper league that we're in. And obviously it's just 
it's hard to justify that when I have yeah. no idea what I'm gonna get. It's a know? shame because the the talent's there, right? Like, Let me help you out. Not in the fourth, then. Not yeah. in the fourth, right? So, uh, twenty-two. Chris Godwin. Rob brought it up before. He's gonna he's gonna be a great receiver when he comes back from his injury. Uh, twenty-three. Michael Thomas. Um, you know, he didn't play at all last year, but I think he's healthy. I'm hoping he's healthy. Uh, I think you know he'll be a stud. They've obviously brought in uh, Chris Olave, the the rookie out of Ohio State, but. I still think he's going to be the alpha. And your um, former boy is there, too. Going to run Jarvis. slants right next to him. But anyway, at uh, 24, I've got Am- Amon Ra St. Brown. He really came on as a rookie at the end of the season last year for Detroit. And somebody's got to get the ball. So it's going to be him. Um, 25, Mike Williams. I know, Rispoil, you were very high on him. He's definitely going to get his points. I still got him, you know, somewhere between wide receiver two, wide receiver three. So starting receiver in, in your on your team. Tell me why you hate Mike Williams. I imagine it's the inconsistency. Yeah, and the injury history. I mean, it's it's there. Fair um, enough. And finally, here's the name everybody's going to yell at me for, Deontay Johnson at 26. So, Why do you hate Deontay Johnson? Right. See, that's, that was what I was waiting for, not so much the why do I hate Mike Williams and why do I hate Deontay Johnson. I just hate the fact that the quarterback room is so unsettled. Ben, from watching at least two Steelers games a year, usually more because they play some primetime games, you know, Ben locked into him early and often in a lot of games. And I just don't think that that's going to happen. Uh, I think Trubisky or Kenny Pickett are going to spread the ball a lot more. Uh, I think that the Steelers are trying to get away from paying him. He's in a contract year. They don't want to pay him. I just have a feeling that, you know, it's, it's, it's more of a feeling. Obviously he's a really good player. Um, I just think he's played with one quarterback his whole career. The whole situation's changing now. I think they're going to go to try to be a run heavy team. And I just don't see him putting up the, the type of numbers that he's done in the past. You know, I, it's just a feeling. And maybe part of it's Browns fan bias. It could be. I mean, I can't. I, if it is, it's it's kind of under the surface. It's not something I set and said, oh, man, he's a stealer. I can't rank him high. Because, I mean, for Pete's sake, I rank Najee Harris, you know, higher than I think anybody did, right? So, I don't know. That's just where I'm at with him. We can get more into that later. But <laughs> Drake London at 27. Uh, he's, you know, I think he's going to be obviously the top, op- one of the top options in Atlanta besides Kyle Pitts. Allen Robinson at 28, moving to a great system in LA. Uh, Tyler Lockett at 29. I'm sure people, other people have him lower. I still think, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still think, you know, he's, if I had to bet on, on either Metcalf or Lockett, it, you know, obviously Metcalf has the talent, but I think Lockett's got the more secure, um, you know, target share as far. And by that, I just mean like, He's going to get his catches. You know, Metcalf is going to be working more like intermediate and deep. I think Lockett's going to be doing more of the work underneath, you know, with the new quarterback setup. So uh, that's what I'm thinking there. I, and, you know, and then 30, Gabriel Davis. I know I'm, I'm pretty high on him, but um, not as high as I probably should be. I'm but close with Not Davis. the highest. Yeah, I was going to say but, I'm close. But, uh, you know, it's it's something I need to see. You know, but I really do think that he's going to cut into some of that, some of that work for, uh, for the team there, for the Bills. So that's where I'm at. So why don't you guys give me yours before you start to rip me? Apart? I just, I sorry, I can't get over the Tyler Lockett. I, just, I know one of us didn't rank him, and another one struggled to barely put him in his top fifty. Yeah, that's uh, sounds about right. And spoilers on it was me who struggled, and for Spoli who didn't rank him. I did. He is outside my top fifty. I have him at forty nine. And it, oh, baby. And it hurt. 
because again, the <laughs> talent's there. I just I cannot rank two wide receivers in an offense that I'm not confident can throw the football. Like it's just that's what it comes down to. But uh, I guess I'll go into my top twenty, my my last ten now, and then we'll yell about the other guy too. But uh, twenty one, I got Amon Ross St. Brown. It's another situation that we were talking with Marquise Brown, where you're gonna get eventually James and Williams will probably play and the offense will look different once he starts playing. I just, I, they don't seem optimistic that it's going to be before halfway through a minimum. So I think you're going to get over half a season of a guy who's just going to get force fed targets and whether they're super successful targets or not, it doesn't matter. They're just targets or targets. Yeah. I mean, he's got, he's going to have volume there. Yeah. And volume is big. Uh, 22. I got Amari Cooper. He's really talented. Uh, I don't, think they're going to be as pass heavy as other members of this podcast do but he is easily the best receiver the browns have had in a while oh well, i guess they had odell beckham but they had washed up odell beckham well i don't know if it was washed up or like just everybody hated each other there and it was just we a weird a, situation yeah, we had a 75 percent version of odell yeah who but uh hated. 23 i got rashad bateman over in baltimore uh nobody else is there to catch the football the couple times they're going to throw besides mark andrews obviously so I think he'll get targets because Marquise Brown leaving opens up a lot. Uh, 24, I got Marquise Brown. We talked enough about him. 25, I'm the lowest on DK Metcalf. Uh, he's really good. Uh, he was in my top 20. He's just been slowly sliding down. I, I genuinely, it's the quarterback. It's not DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf's incredible. It's the quarterback. Uh, 26, I got Jerry Judy. I think if I'm, I'm not a betting man, but if I were a betting man, I'm betting him over Cortland Sutton in having to pick one, but I'm not confident enough to, you know, skyrocket him up my rankings like you two have your respective guys. 27, I've got Darnell Mooney. Uh, listen, they're going to pass a lot in that offense because they're bad and going to be losing. And I, I think legally somebody has to catch the football and it's probably going to be Darnell Mooney. I, I don't know if it's, you know, it. Uh, I don't know another wide receiver on that team. I They didn't draft anybody uh, like high enough. They're just... I used to eat the one guy's brothers a lot. Uh, I think Byron Pringle is there. Oh yeah, Lay's potato chips is over there. Right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Was really concerned where we were heading for a moment, but okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know either, but I forgot Pringle's there. They paid him, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, they paid him something. But uh, 28, but yeah, anyway, to finish off Mooney, uh, you know, somebody's got to catch the ball. Volume is big in fantasy football, especially when you're starting to get down here and you're getting to receiver twos in this situation. He is a receiver one in his offense. Uh, 26, I got Elijah Moore from the Jets. I really liked what I saw out of Elijah Moore. I know they have Garrett Wilson there. I just, I think Elijah Moore right now is somewhat proven and I'm going to pick him over the other guy, but that is somewhat fluid. Uh, I, if I see a lot out of Garrett Wilson, I might shoot him up and drop more down. Uh, 29, I got Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he's a more talented wide receiver than he's been able to be shown in Philadelphia, or Philadelphia, in the other Pennsylvania city, Pittsburgh, uh, the, the past few years, because, and he's going to be playing with a quarterback who can throw the ball further than, you know, two yards behind the line of scrimmage, like Ben Roethlisberger ran all his plays last year. I think every time I make this joke, he keeps getting further and further back. I think it was like five yards downfield when I started making this joke to you guys. And now it's what, like one I just and said three two, quarters? I said two yards behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> okay. I appreciated the 20 target game for Najee Harris. I'm just saying. I appreciated it. And uh, rounding out my top 30, I have Michael Thomas. I think that's where he's ranked on mine. I will not be drafting Michael Thomas. That's a personal bias. But I do think he is a very talented receiver. It's not the same offense with the same quarterback that he's used to. But I do think he's got enough volume, even with the rookie and uh, Jarvis Landry that 
he's going to put up a very productive fantasy season. He might even be able to sneak into the top 20. That might be a guy with upside, you know, because we've seen what he can do with the amount of targets he can get. Uh, I think that's 30, right? That's how math works. Yeah, yeah. that's your 30. Okay, yeah. Finish us off here. All right, let's go. Uh, 21, got plenty of him. We're not going to talk about him anymore. Marquise Brown, just outside my top 20. Uh, 22, I got Brandon Cooks. Uh, didn't quite crack my top 20 just because he's just not a sexy pick. He's just going to he's gonna get his production. He, I just don't think he's going to win you enough weeks for me to get you inside the top 20. 23, I got Amari Cooper. Almost the exact same argument. I He's going to get his production. I just don't think there's going to be enough boom weeks for him to for me to put him in my top 20. Uh, 24, Amon Ross St. Brown. Same thing. <laughs> we're we're going to see my trend here of... Good players that are going to get volume, but I just don't have as much confidence in their boom weeks. And as I say that, we get into a little bit spicy. Uh, Gabriel Davis is, I'm probably the highest on him, best offense in the league. And uh, he's the number, and he's the number two receiver. And here's my other bold take, Allen Robinson at 26. I think that was, I was the highest on him as well. I think Dan had him in like 28. Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay, so oh. close. So I'm still higher on you, on him then. But in the same ballpark. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, 27, I have Elijah Moore. Same things with you, Rob. Right now, he's the more prove-it guy over Garrett Wilson, but that can change as preseason happens. They spent the top 10 pick on him, but yeah. right now, Elijah Moore was the guy. He had, a, he had a very solid year for a very bad Jets team, so that team got better, and I think he gets better fantasy production with it. Did they get better? Yes. Offensively? Yes. They got a good offensive line. And talented wide receivers and talented uh, running backs. I, I and don't a know. quarterback who's you now they arguably had the year. best draft. Yeah, I've got Eli Eli Moore pretty far down. I want nothing to do with that Jets offense. I mean that's fair. That's but fair. They definitely got better, and they're also going to be losing a lot of games in that division. Oh no, very fair. I just I don't know. I just don't think when you're down, you throw more. Of course, but I I can't put him anywhere near you know a wide receiver two level. I know that's not quite where you have you guys have him, but it's too close to that for me. Yeah, he's, he's, I mean, I got him. At, I had a solid flex, but they're both, I can see your they're, argument. They're both fours for me until I, until I see you know the Jets functioning. Because I mean, but you the can't Seahawks, we like them. <laughs> what you ranked two Seahawks wide receivers in the top thirty, but I that, mean, that offense ain't gonna. That's function. fair. We because we can we could say Tyler Lockett has more pedigree. Than he does, I mean, he has more pedigree, sure. Well, and Metcalf's the best out of all of them. Right, but they have the worst quarterback by far and an offense that probably is going to be run heavy. We're going to go back to 28 now, and uh, this is where I don't have him as high as Cortland Sutton, but I still have Jerry Judy inside the top 30. I have him at 28. Oh, so you're really in on that offense. I'm in on the offense. I think they, are, they were a quarterback away for a few years, and they got their quarterback. And I think that... That team is going to compete in that division now, and to compete in the AFC the West. Bath that is the AFC West right now, yeah. You got to have a strong offense, a strong defense, and you got to put up points, and I think they're going to. Yep, fair. 29, I uh, have uh, Mr. Missing Six Games, DeAndre Hopkins. I will still, I will still be taking him in the top 30, That's because fair. I think he is getting older, and he will have less production for a season, but having six games off in a regular season and coming back for the last, what is it, 11 now? Yeah, he's gonna, 11. 
instead of a rocky end, he's going to have a solid end because he's only playing 11 games. That, that's my logic on him. And he's only 29, so I have to go to 30, and that's Juju. I was going to say finish out 30. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, yeah, that was put, a good put, segue, but we should, we should probably... Put Hopkins, but finish out the 30. We should, we should probably get to 30, and that's Juju. Um, he is my sleeper that I think can be a lot higher than 30. I just don't have the confidence to put him up there. He can be a top 15 guy if he gets the love of Pat, from Patrick Mahomes. He's going to have to fight me for him. I'm, I'm clearly the highest on Juju at 29. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's, he's going to be one that I can see slide up instead of down. Yeah, uh, t- just to jump in real quick. Uh, I, I'm doing a lot of jumping in. Sorry for dominating conversation. But I just want to know, Dan, where do you have Hopkins? Like, not that I need you to justify it. I'm just, I have him at 40. 32. Yeah, so, like, I was just curious where, like, we were interested in jumping in with 3-4, wide receiver 3-4. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just genuinely curious, because, like, that's one where we know how much time he's missing. I'm not confident enough in him at his at his age and with the injury, injury yeah, yeah, history yeah. from last year to have him anything other than, like, my first bench receiver. Yeah, yeah, no, I just, I was curious. That one wasn't like a, you know, I don't feel like we need to justify that. I was yeah. just interested. I'm not, I'm not passing on a guy to fill my flex spot. Yeah. To put DeAndre Hopkins on my team, because I think that there's too many other receivers and potentially running backs in that area of the draft that I want to put in my lineup now. And that's, I mean, like you said, you'll get him for, for well, not 11 weeks, right? You get him for, what, maybe eight? Or seven or eight weeks for your fantasy football season. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's seven through enough. seventeen if you make the playoffs. That's not enough for me. You know what I mean? That's that's not enough. I mean, you got to make the you got to make the playoffs. You know. So to me, again, if he's there and I've got my five, you know, in a in a standard league where you got two running backs, two receivers, and a flex spot, if I've got those five spots filled and I can get him now as my first bench option, not relying on him, right? I'm comfortable. But I am not taking him as my fifth pick, knowing that I have a spot that I need to fill for six weeks there um i feel like we talked about most of these guys in the top 30 enough like even is there anybody you felt like we said that we didn't talk about uh so i mean i don't think we talked enough about your pick that made it in in there i have him down at 35 uh chris godwin who is missing an indefinite or not indefinite on a bad way he's up with me he's up at 22 okay well again i just i do really want to preface with that one if, it's the, it's the beginning to middle of July. Yes. <laughs> if it as we're because they they are optimistic, right. but like if he's put on the pup, he's dropping. You yeah. know because that's six weeks minimum. Right. I will. I yeah. again like you know hypotheticals here. If both Godwin and Hopkins are missing six weeks, I'm much uh, much higher on Godwin than Hopkins. Agreed. Really, I yes, I disagree. I, I'd because, much rather because one's coming off an injury and one's coming off a suspension. To yeah, me, I just I think, think the, that's that's think, the difference for me. I believe in the offense and uh, the share that he's going to get from Tom Brady more than I do in the Kyler Murray one. Plus, there's in in Arizona there's targets that are going to be filled by a new player, whereas in Tampa Bay Gronk left. That's very fair. So there's more room for and and even Ronald Jones left. Not that he's you know not a big amount of targets, but still targets. I I get that they might run less now that they only have one lead back or whatever. I mean, I can go the same route and say uh, say Chase Edmonds then. Right, right, but they also now have Zach Ertz from the second half of the year, who got a lot of targets over there. So just kind of following up, the last update I see on Godwin, uh, Tampa Bay beat writer 
saying wouldn't be surprised if he opens the season on the PUP list, which would cost him for the first four weeks. It's not six. Oh, it's, it's four, four now. It's not okay. okay. Yeah, so that's I more mean, interesting. It's it's a consideration there. But if if he's not on the PUP, I definitely am still comfortable in my ranking because yeah. that means they think he could play. Even I thought it was six in the top four games. They think he yeah. could play. I say if he's not on the PUP list to start the season, he's going to jump up for me. Yeah, that. But I did want to preface that one with that one is a it's July. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's got a, a, a I would think a month and a half. You know where we're gonna we're gonna be seeing reports and getting right. injury updates. So we're know, gonna know. You'll you'll know. Or at least have drafting. a more general idea. You'll know before you're drafting yeah, yeah. kind of where, where he stands. Uh, I mean, I got a couple guys outside our top 30s I wanted to ask about if you don't Hit have me. anyone in it. Oh, damn. Hit me. The same page. Well, I was just curious about, like, some of these rookies. What do you think about some of these rookies? I know one of us mentioned Drake London. I was going to say, Dan I had him in there. I had him at, in my top. I had him at 27. I... It, yeah, I have London at thirty-one. I mean, I'm close. Like, yeah. I, I, I feel you. I, he's definitely he's, my highest ranked rookie. Yeah, I, I just think I, the, the only thing that scares me there is the quarterback. If it was, if there was any other quarterback, I'd have him even higher because, yeah. like, like he's, you know, he's one of the top receivers taken. He's in an offense where he's automatically just became the number one receiver. I mean, well, Kyle well, Pitts exists. He's not going to be the number one target in Atlanta, but he is definitely the number one wide receiver. Yes. You know, so. I think that that's going to have some value, and I you can think, bet on that. And I think if he's gonna if he's gonna have some kind of rapport with you know Marcus Mariota, I think that's gonna it's gonna work out, you know. And I just think I, I don't know. He's he's up really high. I think the other rookies. The next one I have is at thirty five. Is Burks? You know, I think Burks immediately. Traylon Burks immediately. Yeah, fills, I have him at thirty four. I'm yeah, very close to he you. immediately. He immediately fills the AJ Brown role, you yep. know, and or at least is they want him to right. i don't know if he's going to step right in and be as productive but i mean robert woods is there now too but he's also coming off an injury though yeah and older so i just think that that's there and then i think the other ones i have i've got chris olive 40 sky Moore at 41 olave jesus christ educate right. yourself yeah it's fine sorry dude um <laughs> but sky Moore, you know i look at a guy who is being talked up a lot he's he's got he had a hamstring injury he didn't participate a lot yeah. in like otas but i think if he can create any kind of rapport with with mahomes i mean yeah i mean that's the limit that's a that's a flyer huh. that like if he can catch some deep balls in that offense all of a sudden he's an extremely valuable wide receiver yeah so i mean that's that's really most of them i, I have garrett wilson on here at 45 i was gonna say you haven't mentioned i have him right after burks i have him at 36 it, I, like i said for like i said before right I'm I think the really Jets are well. not a good offense, but a functioning offense that's going to score points. I got to see it to believe it because I, you know, they had, I know this Zach Wilson's going to get another shot because they, they moved the ball last year, even they were a very bad football team, but the offense moved the ball. Yeah. And I mean, I'm obviously, you know, hope, I mean, hopefully I'm proven wrong, but you know, at this stage, I just don't feel confident in moving those Jets players. I, you know, it's not Jets players are not the guys that I want on my team right now. Yeah. I have a uh, sky Moore just sneaks in my top 50 at 50. Um, I got Olave, which I just learned how to pronounce his name. Uh, <laughs> I'm not it, alone. Is at 43. So I, you know, I, I same I'm, range. I'm not as big on the Saints' offense as a lot of people are. I could be wrong. Don't get me wrong, but I've never been a big Jameis guy. That's just me. I think that's it for the. Did rookies. you have Jamison Williams ranked? I had him. At, I put him at 50. I don't have him ranked, but like he's a very interesting name. I really need to see like I don't know if I'm drafting him in redraft leagues. That's fair. We uh, we if you're thinking keepers or dynasties, you he's probably the number 1 receiver or at least higher up, but I don't think I'm drafting him in a redraft league because I think he's missing half the season. 
at least. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that he could be missing up to like 10, 11 weeks. Right, that's so what I'm saying. Like, I'm not drafting him in redraft. Even keeper, depending on the... It's tough, yeah. I know. Depending on the like, structure. I, I think he's super talented. It's just coming right off that injury, it's tough. And like, I'm a big Jamison Williams uh, fan. I watched him in Alabama, and he's got the heart of a lion. I remember watching him get hurt and him try to run down the field. Yeah, it, pun it, intended. It hurt. Pun intended. It hurt me watching him like run down the field. I looked at him. I said he's gonna be a great football player in the NFL. Yeah. So like, not this year for me, but next. No, year. I mean, I love the talent. Yeah, I have George Pickens on my uh, watch list too, just because Steelers are weird with drafting wide receivers. They draft good receivers. So like, I, I always pay attention to their rookies. But uh, and any other names that like you feel like gauging us on not was that Russell, it not i was gonna say was that a segue to get no, me to talk I about mean, russell gage I, I mean i mentioned my russell i mentioned my russell gage comment before i don't have him in my top 50 but like if you're taking a fl- if you're taking uh godwin i'm definitely interested in russell gage just as the until godwin's healthy russell gage is filling that role the longer you see that chris godwin is out right he, the he, higher uh, yeah, gage yeah. slides up for me he's a i don't want to say a poor man's uh marquise brown but that's the same type of scenario i see him in getting a lot more volume i was gonna say they're very different players no no, no getting a lot more volume <laughs> until yeah no. the person ahead of them gets Correct. back yes even then though the three in that offense does have some value yes well that that's why i i allow him to be the the two to three right over marquise brown being the one to two right 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 well you guys got adam Thielen. I'm just like looking at yeah, my I list. Really talk about him. Thirty-one. Ooh, just outside. Yeah, see, nice I have him. At, I have him at thirty-eight, and he's like slowly been moving up my rankings, though. Yeah. Like he just he's. I saw a stat in his last twenty-eight games. He has twenty-four. Touchdowns. I was gonna say, does he have twenty-eight touchdowns? Because that's what it feels like. He's twenty-four, <laughs> and I mean that's like he's been hurt some games. Yeah. So like that's not. That's even over regression. like a three. I'm, I'm three game for series. Regression. Where is the regression back to the mean? I mean, I, I don't. I think that is the mean. He's, he gets Can a lot be? of tar- I mean, because the thing is, in the red zone, what are you doing? You're watching Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. Yep. And Kirk Cousins is a good enough quarterback to be like, okay, but like, I understand they're the good guy or like the better players, but like, he's wide open because Johnny Nickel quarterback is covering him and uh, Johnny Nickel ain't the best corner. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, he can have 60 receptions for 700 yards and 12 touchdowns. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised. And he's still flex worthy because of those touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, you you guys had you guys were high in Allen Robinson too, right? I have him at thirty five. Not to say I'm like ridiculously low, but I'm definitely like the next round after you guys. That is what happens when you draft him in the third round last year. That that is kind of the salt is there. No, that one's not. That one's not a salt thing. That one's a. I don't. I need to see how well he meshes with that offense. Like like it's one of those things. He might move up as, as the preseason if I see him in game action. I just another, because another scary part is Odell, right? If Odell ends up in LA, well, yeah, 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 I can't assume I, anything. Yeah. and that's and right, and that's that's obviously this is be, uh, under the assumption that Odell is not signed anymore. Odell yet. signs there, he drops big time for me. He I, drops outside the top forty, probably. Odell's not going to play until November. Yeah, he tore so. his ACL in February. He's that's not, fair. He's not playing until I, I would think at yeah. earliest November. You know. Uh, we talked about Gabriel Davis a lot. I'm 32, so I'm right with you guys, really. How do you guys feel about the Green Bay receivers? I don't think any of us had any of them in the top 30. I have... Oh, that's right. Um, you going with the... Uh, I have Alan Lazard at 46. You have Alan Lazard at 46. Is that your top one? That is my top Green Bay wide receiver, I believe. I don't I believe cannot I have wait to see where you have Aaron Rodgers. For well, another episode. For another episode. Probably lower than you guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have the rookie ranked. What's the rookie's name again? Christian Watson. Yeah, I don't believe I have Watson ranked. 
Yeah, I mean, I have Alan Lazard at 40 and Christian Watson at 44. I've been, you know, I, I said a bunch on the running back episode, but I think that's a way more run-heavy offense. Definitely. And so that that factors in. And I haven't seen any of these guys really be the guy without Devontae Adams. I think that offense is whatever Aaron Rodgers decides that offense is going to be. Well, yeah, I mean, fair, but... He's going to see what his receivers look like in training camp in the preseason and say, we're going to run it more. Or we can figure this out. I don't know. I think he's still going to want to throw the ball. I mean, he's Aaron Rodgers. He's selfish. Keep in mind, they won. Wears his emotions on his sleeve. They won a game on the road in Arizona against, I believe, it was undefeated Arizona team at the time with none of their top receivers. They were all on COVID protocol in a Thursday night game last year, and he, a lot of Aaron Jones that game. I know we brought that up in the running back section, you know, but like I said, if Aaron Rodgers wants to throw the ball, Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball. You know, be darned whoever's the heck, the heck is out there catching the ball. Also, if we're doing just week one rankings, Sammy Watkins is in my top 10. <laughs> but after that, he's outside my Good top job. 50. And that'll do for today's episode of the PPR Plus podcast. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to reach out or have any feedback, we can be found. Our socials, our Instagram is at PPR Plus pod. And Twitter is also at PPR plus pod. The, pu- the plus is the word plus, not the plus sign. Uh, be sure to follow us on whatever podcasting app you use so that you don't miss any of our episodes. And uh, until next time, we'll be seeing you.